2: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
3: The biggest trade a Canadian NHL team made involved the Winnipeg Jets shipping off forward Andrew Kopp and a 2023 sixth-round pick to the New York Rangers for prospect Morgan Barron, a 2023 fifth-round pick and two conditional second-rounders. So let's settle in on that for a second. How are you folks on what your team did in the trade deadline?
2: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
3: Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the RP Show. It is your favorite sports talk show, television or radio, I'm sure. Getting to be less and less of them all the time. But uh, we continue to grow, continue to broadcast from beautiful South Florida, and uh, the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, that's where we join the Moose, Darren uh, DuPont. How you doing today, Moose? Welcome. Welcome in, sir. I'm doing really good. How's Florida this morning? Uh, good. It never fails that seconds before we go to where I kick the camera here and uh, I, (laughs) as you know, and I screw myself up entirely. So other than that, it's great. It's a little overcast, but you know what? Not as windy as yesterday. And I know that we've got our cameraman down on the beach, which is like a, not even a mile and a half from where I am, the Atlantic ocean. You're going to see him. Uh, some shots of his as the day uh, goes on, as the show goes on here today, Moose. So thank you for asking. And um, yeah, let's let her rip. Let's let her buck. Well, actually, no, before we get to the Quick 6 Show Showhorn, uh, some of our dearest friends are joining us on the program today from Sportsnet Flames. Ryan Leslie's going to join us. And from 3downnation.com, Justin Dunk. He'll be talking the latest. Is he going to have to change the website name to 4downnation.com? <laughs> Think
4: it to be How your first that? question? Oh, no. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah,
3: and we'll talk some NFL with Justin Dunk as well, as you see. Moose has the coffee going, but out here in the East, it's afternoon already. Let's go. Let's hit the quick six show horn. please. Thank you for that. We will open with Tuesday's NHL leftovers, if you don't mind, uh, because it is a hockey first show. Connor Hellebuck made 42 saves in Winnipeg, blank Vegas 4 0 last night. Nick Ehlers and Mark Scheifele had a goal and an assist for Winnipeg. Pierre-Luc Dubois and Neil Pionk also scored. It was Hellebuck's fourth shutout of the season and number 28 for his career. And I'm opening with that game for a couple of reasons. One, we're very big in Winnipeg, as you know, Moose, where they watch us on Bell MTS Cable, Game Plus TV. Uh, Bell MTS is Manitoba's preferred cable carrier. The injury-riddled Golden Knights extended their road skid to seven games. They've been shut out now in back-to-back games. Um, Okay, so here's the deal. Full disclosure. I watched the game, or I watched the first period. It's in my commentary today at rodpeterson.com and on two radio stations. The Jets took 15 minutes to get their first shot on goal. I'm not telling anybody in Winnipeg anything that they don't know. But they got out of the period 0-0. Sarah Orleski, whom we love like family, is hosting the panel in the intermission. She's like, can we not talk about the first period? Let's bring in Dave Poulin here from TSN to talk about a trade deadline recap. It was that bad. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to end well. Get up, go to bed. I get up this morning, check. <laughs> I turn on NHL network, which is, I just found out is a godsend. I hadn't watched it this much in a while. I'm like, what? The Jets won? For nothing? What? So I'm sitting there going, neither team wanted to win this hockey game. And now, they're getting what they deserve. Both teams, as we sit here today, are out of a playoff spot. Now, the Oilers played and the Flames played, so I'm not going to belabor this anymore. But it just seems like neither the Jets nor the Golden Knights deserve to be in the playoffs, Darren, after a game last night. Did you catch any of it?
5: Yeah, I caught I caught part of the game now. You know, the Jets got a lot better as that game went along, obviously. You can't go that long without getting a shot on goal, though. That's tough, especially, you know, when, you, playing gets really, really, when you get really good teams uh, in the playoffs. But you know what? The Jets are hanging around, man. Like, that's two more points. They're flirting with the playoffs. They're a couple out. You know, Edmonton lost to Dallas, who's a team that's trying to get in, and, and Edmonton's holding on to one of those final spots in the division so um there there might be a lot of movement here last night was a, a interesting night for that
3: dylan mcdonald watching on youtube dylan i'd love to know where you are watching from he writes in and he says the tsn radio should pick you guys up since dan patrick is over at noon they could put you guys on right after dan i don't even know what market that's in there's about half as many tsn radio stations as there used to be but at least hey dylan you found us and that's the main thing uh bw writes g good morning rp squad the snow is quickly melting in the northern foothills of alberta uh awesome we'll be there before too too long which reminds me by the way the poll question today for capital automall universal collision center has somewhat surprising results the uh, you guys, if you remember yesterday, I said, who's the Eastern Conference favorites in the National Hockey League? And I just took the top two teams from each division out here for the West. I did kind of the same thing. Top two teams from the Pacific, which are Calgary and Los Angeles. And I took the t- well, two of the top teams from the Central. I took the Colorado Avalanche and I put the Minnesota Wild in there. Come, St. Louis Blues. Come on. As if the Blues are going to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, after what minnesota did at the trade deadline and moose i just wanted to point out you probably have not seen the poll results although maybe you have calgary's the runaway favorite so far one out of 100 polls reporting the calgary flames our viewers are picking to represent the western conference in the stanley cup and if i may stop the presses based on our viewers the calgary flames from the west and the florida panthers in the east will meet in the stanley cup final on this show broadcast from both markets
4: how about that
5: And that's something, that's amazing. Like, I mean, we yeah. just sit here and, and uh, it wasn't like we looked at the uh, preseason poll rankings or we looked at power rankings or standings and said, where are we going to do our show from? You know, We went where we're wanted and where we're welcomed and you know, with, with sponsors and with different things like that and markets we want to explore. And all of a sudden, those are the two teams that are playing so good.
3: Then let just hope that the teams do their part and it happens. Uh, speaking of Calgary, Logan Couture and Alexander Barbanov scored in a 28-second span in the third period, rallying San Jose over Calgary 4-3. Johnny Gaudreau, Dylan Dubé, and Michael Backlund scored for the Flames, who lost at home in regulation for just the second time in 19 games. But don't forget that they lost at home to Buffalo on Friday night. This is not obviously anything to panic about, and I don't think they are in Calgary, but they did lose at home in regulation to San Jose. In Dallas. Rupe Hintz and Dennis Gurianov scored 24 seconds apart late in the third to rally Dallas as Edmonton lost for the first time this season after scoring the game's opening goal. I believe the final was 5-3. I didn't include it in my notes. doesn't matter. It's a regulation loss for Edmonton? Does the score really matter? No points. Collar Yamamoto. Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane scored for the Oilers. Kane's looking good. I'll say that, but... They got to get into the playoffs. I didn't want to go through all the games, Moose, but I just I hear from our viewers that they want all the games. They're watching in every NHL market, so I'll fly through the rest here in one timer. Semyon Varlamov made 24 saves in his first shutout of the season, leading the Islanders past Ottawa three nothing. Martin Necas and Tony D'Angelo scored in Carolina's slumping power play, and the Hurricanes stopped a four-game slide by beating Tampa Bay three two. In Washington, Nathan Walker scored the go-ahead goal hours after being called up, helping St. Louis snap a three-game skid with a 3-2 victory over Washington. A couple more here. Carson Soucy had two goals and Daniel Sprong scored in his first game with the Seattle Kraken. They beat Arizona 4-2. In Pittsburgh, Jake Gensel scored twice during a furious second-period surge. In Pittsburgh, Breeze past Columbus 5-1. In New Jersey, Jack Hughes scored twice and New Jersey broke loose for five second period goals to erase an early deficit and beat the Rangers 7-4. In Detroit, Jakob Vrana scored twice. Detroit won for the second time in nine games, defeating Philadelphia 6-3. And finally, in LA, Adrian Kempe and Quentin Byfield each scored twice, and shorthanded Los Angeles scored three times in the first 11 minutes to defeat Nashville 6-1. So coming out of Tuesday's games, before I move on to point two, do you have any thoughts on what went down last night?
5: No, just what I mentioned off the top, I mean, when you get got these playoff battles that are happening, you got You know, Winnipeg and Vegas, you know, battling for the final playoff spot in the wild card, and Winnipeg's chasing Vegas, and they win. So that's a kind of a big game. And then we see Edmonton trying to hang on to a playoff spot. They got into one, but Dallas is trying to catch in. Dallas beats Edmonton. So these kind of, they call them four-point games, is going to make things really interesting down the stretch. If these teams that are chasing keep winning and the teams that are hanging on keep losing, it's going to make the final
3: weeks really exciting. Yeah, they already are, and I just think uh, on Vegas losing in Winnipeg, they're still my favorite team, the Vegas Golden Knights, for a few reasons. Biggest one is I got all the gear. What am I supposed to do with it now? Yeah. But, you know, we talked about the shorthanded L.A. Kings rally last night to win over Nashville, 6-1, and Nashville's a good team now. But then we talk about the shorthanded Golden Knights and they're getting a pass and they're raising the white flag on the season. And I don't usually give teams a pass because of injuries. Now, yeah, they're missing Riley Smith and Mark Stone and Patches and uh, the goalie Leonard. So I get it. But I just again, I don't usually give teams a pass. How could I give my team a pass? But one day when you come down here, you'll meet the legendary Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City staunch 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 lightning fan as a matter of fact every time the lightning play he lines his four sons up across the living room and make them all sing the national anthem put their hands over their hearts for the lightning games which is great and i go into his house the other night and uh, i'm wearing a golden knight i know it is awesome but i'm wearing a golden knight's hat he's like you can't wear that in my house and i'm like stop it brian would you rather i wore a florida hat good point so anyways, that's, that's my take. I don't know how, if, if teams are willing to let their... Nobody's letting Montreal off the hook. That Kerry Price went into rehab and Shea Weber retired. Nobody's letting them off the hook. So I just wonder why we should let Vegas or any other team off the hook because of personnel issues. Anyways, moving on. Point two is our NHL top five and bottom five. I know you all wait for it every week. So let's go, guys, with the top five The RP show is put together by the host. The number one team. I was overruled on this one. It's the Colorado Avalanche, the number one team in the NHL. Have you watched them? 54 wins, 754 winning percentage leads the NHL. The Avs are the team to beat. Number two, who I wanted to have number one, but again, I was overruled. Florida Panthers are the number two team. 42 wins. That's a lot less than Colorado. Plus 74 in goal differential. They're the number two team. Number three, Carolina. They're hanging around. This might be the year that they make some serious noise. 42 wins tied with Florida. So there you go. The number 14, the New York Rangers. They snuck into the top five last week. They've gone up to number four. People argued, but now you're seeing why. They've got more points than Tampa Bay, and they just beat the Lightning on Saturday night. And the number five team is the Tampa Bay Lightning because they are still the Lightning, after all. Calgary is just on the outside looking in. Let's go to the bottom five NHL teams, everybody. Uh, Number 28 is the Ottawa Senators. I'm sorry. They are very disappointing this season, and they are sellers again at the deadline. Number 29, the Philadelphia Flyers. They can get to overtime, but they can't win. This is an historically bad Flyers team, folks. Number 30, the Seattle Kraken. Retooled after the deadline, they beat the Coyotes last night. At least they're not last. Number 31, the Arizona Coyotes. What can we say? Only 20 wins. Enough said. And unfortunately, it pains me to say it because I do respect the Montreal Canadiens. Blue, blank, rouge, but they are an NHL worst, minus 78. In goal differential, they're the worst team in the NHL, and we all know it. Number 32, the Montreal Canadiens. There you go, the NHL top five, bottom five. Before I move on to uh, what I think is a very fun topic, Moose, do you uh, agree or disagree with those selections? No, I like them. There's only one team I would give
5: you for your top five, and that's the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've won three in a row. Mm-hmm. They've won their 7-2-1 in their that? last 10. They got more points than, than Tampa. I think they got more points than the Rangers. I don't know. They're in the top you know, four or five teams when it comes to points, and quietly, Pittsburgh is kind of snuck in as being a real threat for the Stanley Cup again.
3: Yeah, uh, we'll see. As you said, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun here for the next few weeks. By the way, this came in the mail from Amazon yesterday, (laughs) so I have my breaking news bell. Yeah, so you've got one, and I've got one. You've got a home home bell and a road bell. Yes, exactly. I like it. Uh, (laughs) And as I said, we're going to have to say, from the home office in Boca Raton, Florida, here's your NHL top five, bottom five, and the bell was shipped to the home office life's good uh this is point four and we'll wrap this up at the time we have left in this segment got a couple minutes usfl united states football league it's kicking off next month y'all three-point conversions an alternative option for the onside kick and a best of three play shootout in overtime are among the different rules for the revitalized usfl Scrimmaging from the opponent's 10-yard line after a touchdown, if successful, will result in three points. In overtime, each team's offense will alternate plays against the opposing defense from the two-yard line. Each successful scoring attempt will receive two points. The team with the most points after three plays wins. Among the other distinctive rules, two forward passes from behind the line of scrimmage are legal. Each coach will be allowed one replay challenge. All kickoffs will be from the 25. On punts, gunners may not line up outside the numbers and they cannot be double team blocked until the ball is kicked. And the clock will stop for first downs inside two minutes of the second and fourth quarters. Those are just some of the highlights of the rule book unveiled this morning by the United States Football League, which again, kicks off next month and isn't that interesting when you're starting a whole league from scratch which is basically what they are you don't have to fight with the purists or the naysayers or the skeptics because you're not changing anything you're just instituting your own rules my favorite out of all of those and i know you were paying attention is the three-point convert because in any football game we know if you're down nine really with a couple minutes to go you can start heading to the parking lot or at least I do. A lot of people, of course, stay to the end. But you know, it's over. You know, you don't have a chance. If you can say you got a minute to go, you're down nine, it's over. Not in the USFL. And this is borrowed from the XFL. How do you feel about yeah. this? I think it's cool.
5: What was the best of three you mentioned?
3: <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're going to have to uh, carry this over to the next. Second. Yeah. It's in overtime. Okay. In overtime, you're not scrimmaging from the 35, you're not playing. A mini game per se. You're not kicking off deep. You are scrimmaging from the two. It's a convert basically. Three plays each three from the two, from the positive two yard line. Whoever has the most points out of those three plays, if you score, you get two points. That's what it is. Let's it's talk. A about shootout. That, They're calling I it the shootout. It. Do you That's like
5: cool. it? I love it because think about it. You know, if you're talking about touchdowns or whatever, um, you got three plays, right? So. I might go out there in three plays and kick three field goals, three, six, nine points. Now you have to go for a touchdown. And if you don't make it, you need it on your second play. That's cool. It's like poker, right? You know, I'm going to go for this, and I'm going to go all in, and I really like it. That's cool.
3: Those are the USFL rules unveiled Wednesday morning. When we come back, we got more. We'll get into the CFL rules. We'll get into the Blue Jays signings, CFL transactions, and whatever else the viewers want to talk about. It is your favorite daytime sports entertainment talk show coming to you live from South Florida and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And we'll be right back on Game Plus TV. We are also streaming live on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
3: There you go. A live look-in here on the Atlantic side of Florida. It's a hot one today. Put on the sunscreen. Talking sports. By the way, uh, tough tribe for men. Everybody talks about DuPont's flow, but I'm pretty happy with mine. Tough Tribe for Men contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants, traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We love our men. Welcome to the Tough Tribe, available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com. Please order yours there. Also, Amazon Canada and coming soon to a salon near you. I said that mine got confiscated at the border because the jar is too big. You know how that works, Moose. Has mine shown up yet from Tough Tribe for Men? It did? Well, um,
5: I don't know. I've been told there's two packages waiting for me, but because I haven't been feeling so good, I haven't left the house in a couple of days. So uh, I think maybe this afternoon or tomorrow I'll
3: venture out and we'll see if the Tough Tribe's here. Awesome. Okay, I love this. We are on our own path. Our viewers are on another and we will eventually meet up in the same place. That's the plan. So Tristan Fry writes in, he's watching, he's in the chat. He says, watching from the UK, Rod, six sassed boys on the Guildford Flames. Oh, trust me, I know. I follow Turner Ripplinger on Instagram. I'm, I'm the biggest Flames fan. If I'm saying that right, Guildford Flames, six sask boys on that team and i'm I'm glad to have them all watching uh today from uk uh from aaron b on youtube says canadian men's soccer
4: playing to make it to the fifa world cup win and they're in i didn't know that did you know that moose no i do now i don't feel so bad getting getting caught off guard on that stuff but Yeah, uh, one of these
3: days I'll stop putting you on the spot. But probably not. No, but it's not you putting our staff me on the spot. Guys...
4: Mm-hmm.
5: I'm not paying attention to the soccer stuff. It's just not my thing, but working on it. You're
3: too busy. Well, as one of our staff guys said, who is around my age, I think it was me that said, I'm like, I'm too old to get into a new sport. And he's like, yeah, me too. But I'm like, eh, if the Orlando Pride were to invite me to a game, or the Calgary Cavalry and the PCL, CPL, sorry, I would, um, you know, roll out the red carpet. Everybody else is. (laughs) By the way, the other teams are, okay? So you got to get in front of us. Ted Blue is watching on YouTube, says maybe you've answered this before. Are you ever going back to the bunker? Just curious. The show seems to be on a great roll going place to place. Great variety of locations and guests.
4: Thank you, Ted, for noticing. Thank you for the question. And what I would say to that is, stay tuned. They really love the rules uh, discussion on the USFL. Um, Aaron B., I believe
3: he's in uh, Hamilton watching. He says, similar to the NCAA overtime rule, I think. I prefer the CFL. Are not college football and CFL overtime rules the same scrimmaging from the 35-yard line? Of it? Yeah.
5: Yeah. This is like a bunch of converts, best of three. You got three plays from the two-yard line, as I understand it. And it's an incredible strategy because, you know, as the, as the guy who goes first, the team who goes first, you kick three field goals, you got nine points on the board. Okay. Now the other team's got three plays mm-hmm. to either go for the, go for the field goals or throw a touchdown pass, right?
3: See, you said Incredible. you coached football at one time, right? You said you coached football oh, at one yeah, time? Yeah, I coached. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I'm reading right from the rule book, from the USFL rule book, and it says you scrimmage from the two, you have to try and put it in the end zone, running or passing. They didn't say anything about kicking. Here's you, a typical okay, coach, okay. trying to find a loophole, a loophole. <laughs> And each successful play is for two points, so maybe uh, maybe I missed the fine details. Di- yeah, the ones that I said. But anyways, do you not? Maybe that's why everybody wants to tweak the CFL rules to make the games more interesting. Because quite frankly, I think the games are interesting enough. But out of all of them, my favorite's the three point convert. But do you think that if the CFL go- goes and does something wacky? then say just adopts the USFL rulebook, let's say that, or finds the XFL rulebook laying around, and they're like,
4: guys, let's play like this, play by this this year, that it will increase viewership exponentially? Because I don't. No, it won't.
5: It won't. You know, I, like, look, I don't think, not advocating for the CFL to change the rules, I don't think I ever have been, but I understand, okay? I understand why they would explore it. And the only thing you're going to explore is, you know, joining up with traditional four-down NFL-style football because it's a big league and you create this North American game. We already have the coolest, most unique game out there on the planet. So we're not going to go to another unique game. The only thing you'd ever do is go to what the big boys are playing. So, no, I think you stay with what the CFL have.
4: Well, I will say this,
3: though. From a marketing fan engagement standpoint, if the CFL went to four downs and a 100-yard field, they could flip a switch on Madden within five minutes and have CFL mode on Madden, which to me, don't at me, I think makes it worth it. All of a sudden, you're relevant to... The millions of people that play Madden video games and they're in the demographic that you want. I'm just saying that's the benefit to it, but I'll move it's on. It's huge.
5: You, talk of, you, you get tagged in them just like I do on, on Twitter and on you know, social media when um, guys will hack into the Madden game and change all the jerseys and change all the logos and they say, here's the CFL in a video game, and they play it. And it's like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. All the players tweet in, all the fans tweet in. All they want to do is play that, and they would play it hour after hour after hour after hour, and you'd sell jerseys and tickets. And... So, yes, that would be a huge benefactor.
4: Yeah,
3: and can you imagine, <laughs> just like Gary Thorne, good night from
4: Metas and Hat, it would be Al Michaels. Here comes Cody Fajardo. Good night from Calgary. I take it. (laughs) Anyways, uh,
3: boys, get the uh, bet regal odds ready to roll. 11 Toronto Blue Jays have new contracts, including slugger Vladimir Guerrero Jr. The 23 year old got a one year deal worth $7.9 million US yesterday. He's underpaid. As the Blue Jays came ahead. to terms on the outstanding contracts and avoided arbitration, newly acquired third baseman Matt Chipman received a two-year deal worth $25 million. 12 mil for this guy, who not even the Sportsnet anchors have ever heard of, and Vladdy's getting 7.9? In a related story, Randall Grichuk hit a grand slam, and starter Yusei Kikuchi threw two scoreless innings as the Blue Jays, Defeated the Yankees 9-2 in Grapefruit League play. Vladdy had three hits and drove in two runs for Tirana. We'll get to that Vladdy thing in a minute about being underpaid. Part of that is because of his age. But let's look at some of our exciting bet regal odds. This is the, uh, the hits, right? This is the hits. This, you can put down a futures bet right now. Who is going to lead the majors in hits this year? Vladdy... Is the odds on favorite? I don't think that would be a bad bet right now at plus 900. And then his teammate, Bull Bichette. And then down through the batting order here Tim Anderson, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, the newest Dodger, Raphael Devers, Juan Soto. Listen, for those that love the betting, and I'm sure Allie's watching in Calgary right now from her home office, you know, the, our new friend who watches on Game Plus TV every day. Yeah, when you guys are done perusing that, let's bring the moose back on and let's, let's talk about it. Vladdy tied, as you know, for the home run lead last year with 48, the home run title. He did not win the Triple Crown, but he was up amongst the leaders in all of those RBIs, hits, home runs. That's just one of the boards. We might talk about this every day. You can put down futures bets for who's going to lead the majors in RBIs, hits, as we said. And what was the other one? What was the third? This is, for this basis of this, we're talking about hits. Would you place a wager that Vladdy will lead Major League Baseball in hits this year?
5: Yeah, I would. I would. Um, you know, I'd go off, I like going off the board a dark horse. I'd go somebody like Juan Soto as well, down, further down the list. But, you know, Vladdy's in better shape too. We talked about how much weight he lost and how much he was in shape last year coming to camp. He's down another 20 pounds you know, coming into camp this year. We've seen the before and after photos. So, you know, he's lean. This team's ready to go. He said it's the movie. Last year was the trailer. So I, th- I think Vladdy's going to put up some popping numbers this year. I do, and, and there's a reason why he's the odds-on betting favorite. Well,
3: it's just interesting. You know, a rash came on, and just out of the blue, we brought up who's the most popular athlete in Toronto, and he said it is Vladdy. Well, he's not paid like it. I mean, I don't know what Scotty Barnes makes, but... I'm pretty sure Austin Matthews makes more. I damn well know Mitch Marner makes more. Let's talk about production. <clears throat> I digress. Last year, Trey Turner led the majors with a 328 batting average. Salvador Perez and Vladdy tied for the home run lead with 48. Shohei Otani had 46. And by the way, Otani's like, he wasn't even amongst the top, was he, in the hit leaders there? He was, yeah, he was fifth oh runs scored is the third runs scored um rbis salvador perez of the royals led jose abreu was second teoscar hornendez third Vladdy wasn't even in the top five in rbis so and in hits and in hits trey turner of uh, Washington, and he split the season, of course, with the Dodgers near the end. Trey Turner led with 195
4: hits. Bo Bichette was next with 191. Vladdy, 188. So it's not a slam dunk, Moose. Right?
5: There you go. It's going to be fun. And you know what? Like, This is the first spring in a while. I know, was it last year or the year before that we uh, ordered all the hot dogs in the studio and did all that stuff? Um, Years this ago. feels like, yeah, this feels like the first time in, in a little while that I've been really
3: excited in the spring for baseball. So I'm, 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 I'm excited. Uh, I sure am. I sure am. We'll let Moose go. We'll see him back uh, in hour two from some of our viewers. Buford watching in the chat. He says, all USFL games are to be played in Birmingham, Alabama. Don't think that will succeed. Uh, why not? Let's give it a chance. Let's be positive. John Ohm. Where's my gong? Oh, it's up there. I didn't bring it down again. I'll get it for the next segment. John Ohm in Winnipeg says, When Vladdy signs the long-term deal, it'll be four to $500 million over 8 to 10 years. Bet on it. Josh Inglis says, Will Bet Regal void all future bets in Ontario before the April 4th rollout?
4: Why? They don't have to. Anyways, again, Play or don't play, it's up to you, but those are some
3: fun futures odds from our exclusive betting partner, BetReal.ca. When we come back, we're going to talk a little Flames with the host of Flames Broadcast on Rogers Sportsnet, Ryan Leslie. On the way, Justin Dunk as well. It is a hump day episode of the RP Show live from South Florida on Game Plus TV Network, available all across Alberta on Telesoptic TV. YouTube live streaming, and if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always watch on or listen on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify.
2: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
3: Another gorgeous, hot, sunny day here in South Florida. Not a Panthers game day. They're on the road for a time. We're going to keep up with the NHL talk in a second, but from our viewers regarding the Blue Jays and those exciting Bet Regal odds to see if Vladdy can lead the majors in runs scored, RBIs, hits. From BW on YouTube, he says, I'll start watching Blue Jays again when Rodgers starts showing it for no data charge. Got to save my data for the RP squad. Hey, not arguing here from mike ramage he says loving all of the blue jays and baseball talk and we'll get to uh that in a second i see there's some football news going down but we're going to talk hockey right now ryan leslie joins us from sportsnet flames on the heels of a regulation loss at home for the flames against the san jose sharks day, ryan how you doing my friend
6: i'm doing well roddy thanks for having me how are you
3: good you know can i jump in on the blue jays thing you being the pride of Owen Sound, Ontario, and you being employed by Sportsnet, you must be more than a casual observer of the Blue Jays, I would think.
6: You know what? I was fortunate enough, Roddy, to cover a couple of Blue Jays series, once in Minnesota and once uh, in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium. So uh, I keep an eye on it. Um, You know, it's hard right now to kind of dig in at this point, but uh, certainly uh, that was a great experience, a couple of uh, really neat opportunities to, to cover that team up close and personal.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Well, fun times for your show. By the way, love the hoodie. As we say in Sask, the bunny, uh, the bunny hug. Thank you, man. Looks great.
6: That's the least I could do. I saw the ad, and I had to run and put it on. It was important. to. I mean, I, <laughs> I understand it's very official. It's like what you guys wear on the show. So I, I had to join it.
3: Absolutely. Ryan, we're running a poll today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who's the Western Conference favorite and running away with it? Is the Calgary Flames way out in front of Colorado, way out in front of Minnesota, who made the big move the other day? Um, Calgary is running away with it, man. Uh, how are you feeling about this team's chances, despite home losses here to Buffalo and and San Jose in the last week?
6: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily uh, read too much into those two losses. Last night was a was a troubling one from a standpoint of you just saw a very rare off night for the goaltender. Uh, very rare. He had the gaff against uh, Buffalo as well. But he has been just absolutely sensational. His his numbers at home in the last 16-17. He's like 14-0 and 2 coming into last night at home. So, you know what? Uh it's an everyday league and uh, sometimes it catches up to you and there's still another team on the other side. But San Jose has beaten them now three times. So, uh it doesn't surprise me about that poll that you talked about. Um it's a good hockey team. It's very thorough. I know a lot of uh, insiders, experts, hockey followers uh, feel strongly about the way that uh, Calgary is built from the net out. So yeah, that, that doesn't really surprise me. It's a really good hockey team with a lot of good momentum of late that just kind of picks up and rolls. The fatigue isn't an issue right now. Uh, Touchwood, they've been very healthy. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll kind of continue to find their way. The thing is, is I think everybody's already in playoff mode. Uh, in terms of us on the outside, we're all ready for this thing to start. The polls are happening, uh, the conversation is heating up, the trade deadline is passed. So let's get going on the uh, on the playoffs. But there's still a lot of hockey to be played. There's over a month and change to go. So uh, and you know Calgary's got a big division matchup. So the big thing for me, I think, is can the fan base uh, wait in all of these um, markets where their teams are good, and can the team continue to play at a high clip? Because you still want them playing meaningful games, don't you, Rod? Like we saw in Calgary a few years ago, um, Calgary had to kind of play almost a month of meaningless hockey. They were in and they were rolling, and it really hurt them. So while you don't like to see the losses, you don't expect to run the table, and you certainly want them playing meaningful hockey down the stretch. So it's that really weird balance uh, where you just kind of hope whatever team you're rooting for is very much in the hunt, very much not peaking too soon. And, uh, and playing the way you like most nights coming down the stretch.
3: You know what? The only benefit to that, Ryan, would be to get rest if you can and get healthy because what I heard just before I was leaving Calgary from some of the guests on this show and from the Flames themselves is that fatigue word. You said it's not a factor, and I'm not in the Zooms. You are, the news conferences. You're talking to the players and the coaches. Like, for instance, the loss in Colorado, I was told to not put much stock in it, but it was our fifth game in seven nights. Fatigue's a factor. And there are those that are saying they're burning out the guys that they have. Where are you uh, on that notion?
6: Well, I think burnout can happen very uh, short term. Five and seven is a lot of hockey. And that was a turnaround, a a back-to-back scenario. You travel, you get home so late. So uh, certainly you're going to be tired. uh, But to suggest that these pro athletes can't recover would be absurd. So uh, over the course, you know, and, and talking even Kirk Muller yesterday, you know, having two games in between days feels like uh, an eternity. So rest won't be an issue. Um, And they are uh, relatively healthy. Uh, Keep that going. Um, But no, like in the big picture, yeah, fatigue isn't an issue. And certainly you're tired after games too. And so you're going to be tired after uh, five and seven. But in the big picture, as the schedule starts to balance out, you're now home for five more now after tonight, and then uh, you get ready to go uh, down the West Coast. So, Yeah, I feel confident in some of the conversations I've had with these guys that uh, it'll be okay, like, uh, as far as uh, the schedule, they're okay.
3: The viewers love you because you're lovable. Um, Yeah, Wayne in Victoria, B.C., I always enjoy Ryan's take on the NHL happenings. Great guest as usual. What is the hat you're
6: wearing? Oh, uh, that's from uh, Obie Clarks in St. Louis, one of the great uh, establishments in that fine city
3: uh ryan on youtube says ryan leslie always a great interview and twice as nice in an rp show hoodie slash bunny hug so yeah that's from some of the viewers let's ha- let's continue the fun i'm looking at all the fun that's going around on the daryl sutter quote you saw spit and chicklets got in the other day about uh daryl talking about getting stitching up horses and cows how often are you interviewing daryl one-on-one or are you in a pool of reporters in those zooms
6: yeah, just I'm just in the room like anybody else. Uh just with the uh, you know the COVID protocol that's been there for a while and uh you know we were uh, with the team uh in November for that two week trip out east. Um I was there in Seattle as well and we'll be back later this m- later in April. But uh, in terms of one-on-one, Daryl keeps it pretty tight. Uh keeps it locked down, but uh, no, I don't uh I don't have to deal uh, with him on a an exclusive basis uh, at any point. So that's probably the way he likes it. So we'll go with
3: it. Yeah. But I think if, if you did, you'd be fine. I'm just wondering, do those reporters get anxiety going into a news conference with Daryl Sutter? Cause you just, you really never know what's going to set him off. That's the sense that I get. And everybody's loving it by the way. And I'm like the fans, I'm like, yeah, but if you were asking him questions, you probably wouldn't.
6: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, I just kind of sit back and observe, to be honest, because I, I don't, you know you can get the great little clip or snippet or soundbite for social media that's funny and stuff, but you don't really and and you'll get stuff that way for uh using it in the broadcast, and every now and then it'll give you a nugget or two, but in terms of you know going down the road uh to try to have a good exchange back and forth that I'm not interested in playing that game, so I don't um yeah, yeah, but there is a lot there to to dig into and laugh at and but yeah, as far as the other reporters and and those who have to kind of, uh, you know, ask him questions and whether or not they're good or whether or not they're bad or whether or not the soundbite makes you look bad, all that, it, it, he knows exactly what he's doing. It's very calculated, it's not new. He's been that way at every stop. So if you wanna, if you wanna jump in that sandbox, go ahead.
3: <laughs> hey, believe me, I get it. But Brian, as you know, I'm watching every game. So I saw you put him up against Woodcroft for the time of their answers. I'm not missing a thing, man. Uh, So you guys are doing a (laughs) good job with that. Hey, thanks, buddy. Listen, enjoy the ride. We'll see you next month when we're back in Calgary. Thanks for wearing the hoodie, and I appreciate the time as always.
6: Wait a minute. I got out of bed for this? That's it?
4: That's all? Yes. Yes, you did. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Look at that. The old Clint Eastwood of
3: Alberta. The hurtin' Albertan. Ryan Leslie joining us from Cowtown. We've got viewer takeover coming up next. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network, live streaming on YouTube, and of course, as always, 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
4: Beautiful day
3: in South Florida, and uh, things just heated up. By the way, this is Taco Time viewer takeover in this final segment of Hour 1. Taco Time, with all ingredients sourced in Canada in over 120 locations across the great white north. There's got to be one near you. Check it out. Taco Time viewer takeover. Breaking news, however. Let's get it right near the Breaking news. I mentioned South Florida, the place to be even hotter now. NFL free agency began, officially starts at 4 p.m. Eastern. That is 2 p.m. Mountain, which coincides with the start of the league new year. But teams and free agents had already started to agree to terms on new deals before officially signing them today. And uh, where is it? The biggest news, the Kansas City Chiefs are trading six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyreek Hill To the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks. A 2022 first-round pick, a second-round pick, and a fourth. And then in next year's draft, fourth and sixth-round picks. Holy Toledo. We'll be breaking this down with Justin Dunk next hour, but I'll say it again. Tyreek Hill, regarded by many as one of, if not the best wide receiver in the game. Tyreek Hill coming to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks. First, second, and fourth this year, and next year, fourth and sixth. And what's interesting about that was I was just listening to Miami Sports Radio yesterday, 560 WQAM, as I was driving around. And I don't know who the analyst was. They got a million covering the Dolphins. And he said there's a commitment to get Tua Tunga Viola, the quarterback, more weapons.
4: How about that? The Miami Dolphins are in win-now mode. And they're in a division that's tough.
3: Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots, and the Jets, they're not tough. But I think the Dolphins and their fans have been tired of being left behind in the AFC East. Now, it's one player, but it's a damn good player. And we're going to have to analyze this more next hour when the Moose joins us. John Schmeiser is watching in Kansas City. And he says, a lot of draft picks coming back to KC. Tyreek is good. And he'll be missed, but I think the Dolphins have overpaid.
4: <sighs> As Ryan says, Hill also signed a four-year deal worth $120 million. In the end, all these factors come into it. Money, age. Salary cap. Ryan watching on YouTube. Amazing. Love tuning in live and hearing sports news as it happens.
3: What a trade. From Donna Berger. She writes in. She says, beautiful area you're at. Love watching you on TV at my daughter's. Thank you. It's Boca Raton, Florida. Look it up. I'm surprised how many people when I say that it's Boca Raton, that's where I'm at. They don't know where that is. Uh, Marcia in Vancouver, has tweeted us. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play in hour one. Marcia says, Awesome! Just found your show on the tube. Looking good out there. How do I get one of those bunny hugs that Ryan is wearing? Shout out from Ladner, B.C. That's just outside Vancouver, isn't it? And she tagged Clark. Uh, Clark, I sent her the link. RodPetersonShop.com rodpetersonshop.com and people are wondering about uh, shipping I don't handle it, I got enough to do, believe me, I've got enough to do, we have people handling shipping and everything else rodpetersonshop.com so there's a whole lot of things to get into next hour when the Moose joins us and Justin Dunk may want to kick this around as well, that's coming up thank you to Ryan Leslie of Sportsnet Flames and all of you, will be back on the other side of this break on Game Plus
2: Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.